Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, and we're in the eighth chapter. And so let's jump in here. We've been covering this in the previous episodes. So if you're new, uh, back up a, t- you know, a couple episodes, I'd actually suggest you go all the way back and start at Daniel, and you can find it pretty easy on all the podcast resources where to begin. So in Daniel chapter 8, let's start with uh, verse 19. And this is uh, what an, uh, a... Uh, being is saying uh, to uh, Daniel. Daniel was wanting to know what was going on and what was happening. And he heard a voice and he heard this and all of a sudden the voice said, hey, Gabriel, tell him what's going on. So this is Gabriel speaking. And so he said to me, this verse 19 would be a good place to start. Gabriel said to me, behold, I'm going to let you know what will occur at the final period of the indignation, for it pertains to the appointed time of the end. Verse 20, the ram which you saw with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat represents the kingdom of Greece, and the large horn that is between his eyes is the first king. And so uh, this is where we ended in the previous episode, uh, or the latest episode, I guess I should say, same thing. Uh, we learn some things right here. He's actually defining. Gabriel has given us definition about what this is, given us some understanding about it. The ram with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia. So we see, well, maybe horns represent kings. Well, that is definitely confirmed in verse 21 because the goat represents the kingdom of Greece and the large horn that is between his eyes is the first king. So the ram, as the kingdom of Media and Persia, had two horns, has two kings, Media, Persia. The shaggy goat, it's the kingdom of Greece, has one large horn between his eyes, and that's the first king. Now let's press on, verse 22. The broken horn and the four horns that arose in his place represent four kingdoms which will arise from his nation, although not with his power. So this is in reference to the previous verse, the shaggy goat, in reference to the kingdom of Greece. And he'd seen in the vision that this uh, this kingdom, the shaggy goat, was very, very strong, very powerful, but that a time came when the horn was broken off. Okay? The horn was broken because he exceeded himself uh, mightily, it said in verse 8, and the large horn was broken, and in his place came forth four horns. And so what we learn in verse 22 is that when this horn is broken, that there's going to be four horns that arise in its place, and they represent four kingdoms. Now, in this verse right here, there's several words that are in italics, which means that the words are not there in the original language, but we need them to understand or it clarifies understanding. Let me read it without the italic words. Here's what it says. The broken and the four arose in its place, four kingdoms will arise from nation, although not with his power. And so it's, it's still rather clear, okay? It's rather clear. But I just want you to become sensitive to that when you're reading the Scripture. If you see a word in English and it's in italics, that means that, okay, this, this word is given here to help understanding of this. So four kingdoms are arising from this, but they won't be as powerful as that. Then in verse 23 says this, In the latter period of their rule, so who is their rule? 
Well, it's in the latter period of the rule of these four kings. When the transgressors have run their course, a king will arise, insolent and skilled in intrigue. Now, remember what happened earlier in the chapter. He says, uh, let me back up here, that out of the four, there it is, verse 8, then out of verse 9, out of one of them came forth a rather small horn, which grew exceedingly toward the south, toward the east, toward the beautiful land. It grew up to the host of heaven and caused some of the host and some of the stars to fall to the earth, and it trampled them down. This is the interpretation of that. Okay, And he's saying in the latter period of the rule of these four kings, <coughs> when transgressors have run, okay, in other words, when there's been tremendous transgressing, and you wonder, well, who are the ones that are transgressing? Okay, well, What's going on there? A king will arise, and then they describe this king, insolent and skilled in intrigue. Verse 24, his power will be mighty, but not by his own power. And he will destroy to an extraordinary degree and prosper and perform his will. He will destroy mighty men and the holy people. Let me read the next verse, 25. And through his shrewdness, he will cause deceit to secede by his influence. And he will magnify himself in his heart. And he will destroy many while they are at ease. He will even oppose the prince of princes. But he will be broken without human agency. Now, there's some intriguing stuff here, folks. I mean, and there's actually quite a bit of detail. So apparently this right here is describing this small horn that we saw earlier in the chapter, okay? And the small horn was described as uh, uh, rather small, but he grew exceedingly toward the south, toward the east, toward the beautiful land. That's the land of Israel. It grew up to the host of heaven. <coughs> Remember, it caused some of the host and some of the stars to fall to the earth, and it trampled them down. It even magnified itself to be equal with the commander of the host, and it removed the regular sacrifice from him, and the place of his sanctuary was thrown down. And on account of the uh, transgression, on account of transgression, the host will be given over to the horn, the host, huh, along with the regular sacrifice, and it will fling the truth to the ground, perform its will, and prosper. So we saw that. This right here gives even more insight to it, but now it's, it's been described with a personal pronoun of his, he. This is an individual. This is a man, but this is something likely more than a man. Well, how do I know that? Because what it says in verse 24, his power will be mighty, but not by his own power. Okay, not by his own power. So as I've been encouraging you, let me ask you to do this. And our time is running short right now, so I just want to go through it again, and then we'll pick this up next episode. Just pay attention to what we know about this guy. We know that he arises in the latter period of the rule of these four horns. And these this ram, the goat, with the, the first king, the big horn, the four horns, it's a chronology. It's a sequence of things. There's going to be a time of four kingdoms. 
I'm going to give you a hint. These kingdoms actually rule at sort of the same time, okay? And at the time of that, this one, this king will arise. Look how he's described again will be done. Insolent, skilled in intrigue, mighty power, but not by his power. <coughs> he will destroy, and he will do so to an extraordinary degree. He will prosper. He'll perform what he wants to do. He'll destroy mighty men. He will destroy the holy people. He's shrewd. He will cause deceit to deceive by his influence. He's going to magnify himself in his heart. He will destroy many who are at ease. In other words, people think that they're not in danger. He will destroy them. He will even oppose the prince of, priests, uh, prince of princes. But he will be broken without human agency. So, of course, the question arises, who is this guy? And from our perspective, has this guy come? So uh, I'm going to give you an answer to that question. The answer is, from Daniel's perspective, he was yet to come. From our perspective, he has come, and yet he will come again. <laughs> Lovely, right? What is that all about? It's probably not going to be what you think it is, okay? But I'm out of time, so we'll deal with this in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you then. Goodbye.